What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so honored that you're here. Our heart is to help you figure out how to navigate life well while keeping Scripture at the foundation of all that we do. We are so excited for this week. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Bringing It Back. We're bringing it back. It's been a while, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my name, of course, is Jonah Stairs, and uh, I'm joined by my lovely partner, <laughs> Micah Mosley. What's poppin', guys? It's good to be back. Hopefully you didn't forget that we exist, because we took a little bit of time off. Just a sabbatical. A sabbatical, if yeah. you will. We've yeah. been working really, really hard. I don't think you guys realize how draining it is to do this 30-minute podcast. <laughs> just kidding. We just took a little break because of life stuff, but now we are back and ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Joe, yep. let me ask you this. Have you ever had your life changed by an inanimate object? Uh, an inanimate object. Have I had my life changed by it? Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is a VHS of Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> okay. When I uh, was a kid, like four or younger, I remember we borrowed the the original trilogy of Star Wars on VHS the the unedited ones right. um, from our neighbor Diana this was when we were living at Shepherd's Soul okay and it was incredible I remember specifically just the the scene of Luke Skywalker on Hoth when he's when he's captured by the the snow monster and uh, he has to fight his way out of there and uh, I'll tell you what. That was when I realized I wanted to be a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And Jonah, let me tell you, let me take you back a few weeks, all right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm sitting at my my house in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. the 405. I get a text from my good friend Soccer John. All right? Yeah. Soccer John's like, hey man, whenever you come over to Logan, which is the coffee shop that John works at here in Tulsa, I think I got a drink that you're gonna like. So I'm like, all right. Let's go. I love getting. I love when people think of something and they think like, "Oh, Micah's gonna like yeah, that." Yeah, That's yeah. my love language, I guess. So I go in and Soccer John pulls out this drink for me. Take a sip, and immediately my <laughs> the trajectory of my life is just radically changed. I have never tasted something so good in my life. And let me tell you, every single person that I have told about the juice, mm. which is what it's called, named yeah. after yours truly. <laughs> No one has been disappointed. Yeah. So if you, I tried want, it. Did you? Was it good? It. it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was wonderful. It was amazing. Wonderful. So if you want to have your life changed, you go over to Logham in South Tulsa off of Memorial, and you ask my guy Soccer John, Ace of Dina, any of them. You ask them for the juice and prepare your heart for <laughs> radical transformation because you will not be disappointed. Mm. Amen. Speaking of radical transformation, oh, good segue. There. I feel so nice. good about that. What are we talking about today, Jonah? We're talking about Jesus, my man Jesus, and just spending time with him, abiding. That's like the Christian version of just saying spending time with Jesus, doing relationship with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that a lot. I think we talk a lot about, and again, in Christian culture, about relationship with Jesus. I was talking to some guys not too long ago, some younger dudes that live on my floor about this, and just this whole idea was so foreign to them, which yeah. I guess, when I think back to when I was a freshman, it would probably be kind of foreign to me too. So I think we just want to talk a little bit more about what it actually means to do life with Jesus well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a really practical way to look at it is how do you do life with 
your family or with your friends or with whoever it is in your life that you're like, I feel like we have a really good, strong, intimate, vulnerable relationship. Okay, that's the same, like the same things you're doing with them are the same things that you would be doing with Jesus. So I think that's just, that, that's kind of an easy way to look at it. Obviously, it's different because it's Jesus and he's perfect. Yeah. But uh, that, that's how I like to think about it. Yeah. I was thinking of this the other day and I was thinking of, you know, if you're a guy, when you find a girl and you guys start dating or a girl mm-hmm. when you find a guy, yeah, it's almost like all of your time and headspace goes to thinking about that girl or talking to yeah. that girl. So, you know, the last person I was dating, whenever I wasn't with her, it was like, oh, I wanted to talk to her. Where I would go out of my way to make time to spend with her, yeah. regardless of the activity, even if it was doing something stupid. Like, I wanted to do that. Yeah. You get was, a text that's like, hey, want to hang out? And you drop like, everything. Yeah. And you're like, heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like every single second of the day, I wanted to be with them. Yeah. And then I was thinking, I was like, man, why is my relationship with Jesus not always like that? Yeah. I think, all right, so it was my freshman year at ORU. I had a roommate, good friend Jake, and... I remember waking up early on the first few days of class to like do my quiet time, all right? No doubt. Spend about 10, 15 minutes doing my thing. And I remember thinking, because one day Jake was still in bed and I was up doing my thing, and I was like, man, I am so much better at this than Jake is because <laughs> I'm doing my time. I'm up early, sacrificing my sleep. Yeah. And in that moment, in that moment the Lord was like, you're giving me this 15 minutes, but Jake's giving me the whole day. And I was like... My goodness, <laughs> that's tough. And I yeah. think we're so guilty about just giving the Lord the little bit of time at the start of the day or only spending time with Him when we need something. Yeah. So I think we just want to unpack that a little bit. So, Joan, I'm sure you got a scripture for us because we love that here. So what yeah. we got today? Well, I think a, a big part of it is you're not always going to feel like it, mm-hmm. but the more you choose to spend time with Jesus, the more your feelings follow your choice. Um, and one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible is Psalm 27, verse 4, and it says, One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. And the thing that strikes me about that, and I'm sure a lot of you have heard that voice, that verse, but is is that he's saying there's only one thing that I'm asking of Jesus. And it's just to be with him and to look at how beautiful he is. Right. You know, and that's kind of what you're talking about with like a girl or a guy that you're really just into and yeah. you're so attracted to them. And it's just like, if you could just sit in a room and stare at them, mm-hmm. you'd be okay doing that. Right. You know? Yeah. And like, I don't always feel that way about Jesus. But the more I remind myself, and, and ask the Lord, like, God, this is really what I want. Even though I might not feel like this is really what I want, I know it's like what I want in my spirit. Yeah. And the more I say that and declare that, and the more I think that, the more the feeling starts to follow. And then I actually start to feel like, oh my gosh, this really is what I want. And then you have an encounter with his presence and you're like, holy cow, like I could sit here forever and I could just stare at you forever. Um, and I think that's just such, you know, you find these little, these scriptures all throughout the Bible, you know, because we like to bring it back of course. to scripture. Of course. And you can find these all throughout the Bible um, of just people saying, I just want to be with you. 
and whenever you, I, I feel like the Holy Spirit really speaks through these verses and these scriptures, and it can really latch onto your spirit and your heart and start to transform the way that you think about your relationship with God. I think that's a really powerful thing. Yeah, and of course, we couldn't let this podcast pass without reading a, a little passage from John 15. Of course. So let's go ahead and read this one now because there's, you know, it's kind of the foundation, I guess, for a lot of what this is about. So yes. starting in John 15, 4, it says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. <laughs> I love little stuff. I'm glad like you that. didn't leave out that last. I part love too. little yeah. stuff like that. That's just so harsh out of nowhere. Yeah. But I think a lot of times, at least for myself, again, I won't speak for you guys, but a lot of you know, I think. The experiences that I've had and the the mistakes that I've made are where a lot of, you know, the things that I can say come from. And I've seen myself become dependent on like a circumstance to have me spend time with the Father. Um, and I was thinking to this class that I took last semester, and there was this soccer player that was in it, and he would never come to class. And the only time he would text me is when he needed something from me for an assignment, or like to know when there was a test coming up. And I got really frustrated really quickly mm -hmm. because I knew that he had no interest in me as a human being at all. He just wanted me, like the information that I had. He just wanted something from me. Right. And I was like, man, how many times have I treated the Lord just like that? Yeah. Only going to him when I need something. Only going to him when I want a circumstance changed or a different outcome. And I think when we look at John 15, you can really see the fruit of what it looks like to abide in Jesus in your life. And when you're doing everything with the Father, when you're inviting Him into circumstances, into decisions, and things like that. Um, so you know John 15 talks about fruit, so obviously we have the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, goodness, uh, gentleness, self-control, yeah. all those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like we can really pretty easily tell the difference in our lives when we are inviting the Father to do our day-to-day -day things with Him and yeah. when we're not. Yeah, I think a big moment for me just in my walk with the Lord, in my relationship with the Lord, um, was when I started to realize, and I feel like the Holy Spirit started to give me this understanding that, you know, He's not just at church, He's not just at summer camp, and He's not just at youth group or whatever it was I was doing. He's not just in the Christian things in my life. And I get it, like... I knew that, mm -hmm. but I didn't know that like right. in my spirit. I wasn't living, like I didn't have that revelation from the Lord. And that really became a big deal for me because it kind of went from like, God is the biggest part of my life to God is my life, right. you know, and he is everything about my life. Whether I'm hanging out with friends bowling, whether I'm watching Netflix whether I'm, you know, just hanging out with friends or I'm in school or I'm doing a sport or at camp or at church or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like God is a part of that. He's in that. And everything I do should revolve around him. It's yeah. not that everything I do should look like a Christian act. Sure. Like I, I need to read my Bible 24 hours a day or I should always be, you know, laying hands on somebody and praying for them. I should always be in church. I, you know, that's not the point. Sure. The point is God is outside of those things as much as he is inside of those right. things. 
And so, you know, next time you're tossing the Frisbee around with your friend, like sure. what does it look like to include God in, in that process yeah. to invite, you know, Jesus to come spend time with you? Sure. I know that can be kind of challenging to hear because then it's like, oh, how do I know like what to invite the father into or what does that even look like? Yeah. Or like, should I be doing this if the father's around? I think when you start to become aware that, you know, Holy Spirit is with you in every aspect of your life, it probably changes a little bit of how you're acting in things. Yeah. I heard someone put it this way, like using, I guess, this example as a filter to what your actions even look like. So whenever you're doing anything throughout the day, doesn't matter what it is, school, sports, you know, faith-based stuff, whatever it is, is Jesus up in heaven standing up clapping for you as you're doing it? And if you think about that and the answer is no, you probably shouldn't be doing it in the first place. Yeah. Or maybe you're not doing something bad, but the way that you're doing it isn't glorifying to the Father. Yeah. And I think when we think about inviting Jesus and the Holy Spirit into our lives, I think the way we even do things starts to change a little bit. Yeah. And I think, I think that's really important. And I, I, it's, it's almost like I can feel people hear that and it, they're just, they feel stressed. They feel pressure. Sure. They feel like, yeah. okay, well, I need to make sure that everything I'm doing in my life, Jesus is clapping for me or else he's not going to want to be with me. Right. And I think just to like, that's a really good point. But on the flip side of that coin, like there are going to be things that you're going to do that aren't glorifying to God. But I think it's really important to still invite him. You know, almost like, like I know fast food is not good for me. Sure. And even if I felt like God was like, Jonah, you really shouldn't go get fast food. Right. If I decided to make that decision and go get fast food anyways, yeah. I feel like God still wants to be with me when I do that. Sure. Like he's not, yeah. he, he's, he's basically saying, hey, but even if you're going to do that, Take me with you, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. we can still be together even in the midst of your sin. And I think that's a misconception people have about God. Yeah. That he's, he, he somehow can't be around you when you're not perfect or when you're not like, you know, it, oh, if I'm sinning, God's presence isn't allowed to be around me. And I, sure. there's, there's, honestly, there's no scriptural evidence for that. Yeah. In fact, there's scriptural evidence of God being around Satan himself, having right. a conversation with him. And, and, you know, even Jesus taking on all the sin of the world. Like, how can he take on all the sin of the world and not be around sin? Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense. Right. And so I, I think even in the moments where you're feeling dirty or you're feeling violated or you're feeling like you've done something terribly wrong, like, those are the moments where arguably you need to be with the Lord even more. You know, you sure. need to feel his embrace. You right. need to feel his presence right. and his forgiveness in that moment. You know, I always think about that, that feeling of, you know, when I'm a kid and I know I've done something that my dad would not approve of. Sure. And my first instinct is I don't want to be around him because then I would feel guilt and shame. Right. But then whenever it actually happens and I am around him, what I feel is, is comfort and forgiveness and identity poured into me because my dad recognizes like, it's not about the thing that you did. It's about how we're going to move on and how we're going to respond. Yeah. You know, just that idea, man, I want to be the dad for my kids when I have them that their first instinct when they're in trouble or when they've made a mistake is to run to me. Sure. And to be with me, yeah, not to hide from me. 
Yeah, I think, and I was even thinking about this camper that I had out at the fold who would just ask a ton of questions and, like, need things all the time. Yeah. And every time I would start, like, answering a question or, like, telling him why or why not we couldn't do something, he would just disconnect and leave immediately. Yeah. So, like, our relationship was very one-sided. Yeah. So he didn't want to listen. He just wanted to be heard. And I feel like a lot of the time we treat the father the same way. And when we forget, like, relationship with someone only works, or just communication in general only works if it's two-sided. I've heard some people be like, oh, yeah, I'm a great communicator. But really, they think they're a great public speaker. Because communication is a two-way event. It's a circle. It's someone, yeah. you know, exchanging information. Right. And I think the same thing's true with, you know, our, our relationship with the father is that we can't truly say that we are good at relationship with the Father if we can't sit and listen to what He says, if we're always just the ones that are giving everything and asking for everything and bringing all of our things to Him. Like, again, not that you shouldn't do that, but if we're not taking time to listen to what He says in response to that, I think we're missing the point. Yeah. And James one nineteen <clears throat> says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I thought you can hear that and think, oh, it's just talking about people. I don't think it is. When it says be quick to listen and slow to speak, I think the same thing is true of our relationship with the Father and how we have exchanges with Him. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I love the idea of um, something we'd say at Shepherd's Fold a lot, time spent equals relationship built. And it really is true, you know, when people are saying like, oh, I just, I want to be closer to the Lord. I want deeper intimacy with the Lord okay, then you need to spend time with him. And like you said earlier, like that doesn't, that doesn't have to mean 15 minutes in the morning sure. reading your Bible or listening to worship music. That can mean just inviting him into your everyday, yeah. spending your whole day with him. Like why would there ever be a scripture that says pray continuously or pray without ceasing if it wasn't actually something that was right. doable, yeah. something that you're empowered to do by the Holy Spirit? It's because prayer doesn't have to look like down on your knees, closing your eyes, bowing your head, your fingers are interlaced, you know, like sure. prayer doesn't have to look like that. It can look like driving in your car and just speaking with God and hearing from God. And uh, I think that's just such an important picture of what abiding is. And again, like I, I love to use the example of a covenant and of marriage because I mean, marriage between humans is just a reflection of what covenant is with God, you right. know, and the covenant he desires with us. And, you know, I think about if I were married and I went out on a date with my wife, like that's really great, intentional, like we are taking a moment to just connect, to build intimacy, to to be vulnerable, to to invest like really intentionally in that relationship. Mm -hmm. But that's not the only time we see each other. Like, right. we're hanging out together all the time, and we're, you know, grocery shopping together, and we're, you know, doing all these everyday things together, right. which are also still building that relationship and still kind of like working behind the scenes in the relationship to strengthen it and build intimacy. And that to me is just a sign of what a covenant relationship looks like, where you're, it, you know, you're doing really intentional things together, but even the things that you're, doing that aren't necessarily like a sit down, let's look at each other in the eyes and let's have quiet time together or whatever. Sure. Like you're still doing life together. Right. You're just doing normal everyday things together. And you can have that with Jesus too. Yeah. yeah, I think, so even when I talk about earlier, the relationship that 
you know, I had with a girl and how I wanted to be with her all the time. I think something that can be problematic and that I would challenge you guys to evaluate within yourselves is if you have a relationship with another person, another thing that you are pursuing more than your relationship with the father. Yeah. And I think when I look back on it now, I didn't realize at the time because I was so caught up in my feelings, which are not always reliable. Yeah. Um, was that like my priorities had almost shifted and I was starting to pursue her a lot more than I was pursuing the father. Yeah. And I didn't realize how unhealthy that was. And I think you don't even have to just do that with another person. Man, you can do that with a lot of things. You can do that with your career. You can start to pursue, you know, a job, making money more than you pursue the father. Yeah. And I think that's problematic. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I love these scriptures that are just pure, like, passion for Jesus. Right. Because they, they speak to me on this spiritual level that helps fuel my passion for Jesus. And just for instance, to bring it back, right. Psalm 42, the very first two verses, says, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Like, what, you know, what does it look like for your soul to thirst for God? Like you can't live without water and your soul thirsts for God. Like you're, you're panting. Like you, you can hardly breathe when you're not with him. Sure. And I, I, I get like people listening, even myself, it's like, well, I can breathe, you know? Sure. <laughs> so like, I'm not there, you know, what do I do? I'm not there. Well, keep finding those scriptures and, and just let them fuel you. Let them, you know, pr- pray. Ask God, God, would you give me that kind of drive and that fire and that passion? Because I'll tell you, it's, it's not just something that comes willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Like It takes training, and it, you, you teach yourself, and you allow the Holy Spirit to teach you how to crave Him, right. how to thirst for Him. How to, if God says, hey, I'll give you one wish right now, like is your one thing that you're going to ask of Him just to be in His presence and look at His face? Right. Okay, how do I get to that point? You ask for it. God, would you please transform my heart so that that's, that truly becomes my one desire? And guess what? God will give you the desires of your heart. But I feel like the caveat to that verse is if your desires align for his desires, right. you know, align with his desires for your heart. Yeah. And, and his desire is for you to be with him and for him to be with you. So, so if, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, I really want to develop that passion in my heart, but I'm just not there yet. I'm not feeling it yet. Okay, we'll, we'll ask for that and find scriptures that, that reinforce that, that you can see the passion of whoever is writing the scripture. You can see the passion for the Lord. You know, something that always inspires me is seeing somebody else mm-hmm. who is so intimately connected with the Lord. I'm like, well, I want to be like that. And so then that causes me to go in my closet and lock the door and say, all right, God, Let's let's get to it, you know. Yeah. Let's get real. Sure, man. I even think a lot of people could be hearing this and think, I don't really want that. Yeah, that's gonna mess up my life in a lot of ways. I'm <laughs> gonna have to give up a lot of things that I don't want to give up. And I want you to hear me. If that's the case, you don't love Jesus. You love the things that He does for you, mm-hmm. and you're not pursuing Him well. Yeah. I think we look at you know spiritual maturity a lot of times as knowledge or an obedience, but I think when you can really boil it down, a lot of it can look like the enjoyment of the Father. Yeah. Like, do you enjoy intimate time, your relationship that you have with Jesus in the day to day? Yeah. Do you crave more of that when you're 
in a situation where it's harder to connect? Do you wish to, do you long to be with him? And if the answer is no, like that's okay. There's grace here. There's grace for all of us. Yeah. But I think you might just need to reevaluate your priorities a little bit. And I, I think for different people at different times, the, the answer to that question is probably at some point in your life, it's going to be no. Yeah. Like, no, I definitely love other things more than I'm prioritizing right. Jesus. Right. So it applies to everybody. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you can have all the right answers, man. I go to a private Christian university. I'm surrounded by people who want to have opinions on everything and they pride themselves on their opinions and the knowledge that they have. But when I look at the fruit of their life, I see no evidence of relationship with the Father, no evidence of you know enjoyment of relationship with the Father. Yeah. I even, man, in church on Sunday, Pastor Matt over at City, he said something like, the American church is really good at having all the right answers and seeking knowledge um, and not being obedient with it at all. But churches that he's planting over in different countries, man, they are so low on knowledge, but they're so in on like obedience and enjoyment of the Father. Yeah. And I think we kind of have that backwards a lot of times in our American culture where we seek to know a lot of the things that are going to make us sound like we have a good relationship with the Father instead of actually putting in the time and pursuing relationship with Him instead. Yeah. And Jesus even says, if you love me, then you, you'll obey my commands. Right. So if you find yourself caught in this place of not obeying his commands, then you can trace that back to, do I love the Lord enough to trust him in this area? Like, Jesus is saying it. If you love me, you obey my commands. So what does that look like practically? What does that look like in your life? I mean, that kind of makes you take stock really quick and be like, crap, I haven't been obeying in these areas. Am I really loving the Lord the way I should be? Yeah. And if you're not obeying his commands, the answer to that is probably no. Yeah. And so what are you going to do about it? You know, it's up to you. It's going to be up to you and the Holy Spirit to get together and, and figure out, you know, what's going on and, and how, to, uh, how to continue to develop that relationship and move forward. Yeah, and if you feel convicted right now, just know that's normal. Like, that's okay. Yeah. And I think I had a moment where I started to realize that I wasn't spending time with the Father because I enjoyed it. Or almost like... I depended on like the big highs and lows of my yeah. life as a reason to spend time with the Father. So it was almost the time that I was most intimate was when there was either something going horribly wrong and that drove me to Him, which again, I think is where you should go. Absolutely. Or, you know, when something was going great, I was giving, you know, a lot of praise to Him. But I think the hardest time for me has kind of been that middle ground where everything's just like okay yeah. in the day to day, when nothing's like too bad. To the point where you're on your knees begging for yeah. something to just change. Routine, it's just yeah. normal. When like little things go wrong and you don't think to like invite the father into that situation yeah. because yeah. it doesn't seem big enough for him. And I think sometimes being stuck on that middle path where everything's just okay is the most dangerous place to be. And I think that's where I was for a lot of my life, was depending on the manic highs and lows of my relationship to pursue the father. And I think we just need to learn how to pursue the father consistently in every aspect of our life and not yeah. have to depend on those. Yeah. That's a great point. I agree for sure. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Jenny, you got anything else for us before we sign on out? No, I just, again, I just, I encourage you. I know it's, it's, it's easy to think of Jesus as an idea or a religion or a book, but he's a person. You know, if, if you feel like you have a good idea of how to do a healthy relationship with another person, then that translates directly to your relationship with the Lord. Sure. And I, the funny thing is, it, it, 
it is like human relationships, but it's also nothing like human relationships <laughs> because yeah. he's perfect. Sure. So it's funny because like if there's something going wrong in the relationship, it, it's probably not the person who's perfect. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> and uh, so keep that in mind too, uh, not to discourage you, but to encourage you actually to. Uh, to just keep a lookout for those things and, and say, well, God isn't, you know, God isn't speaking to me or God isn't doing this or he's not doing what I want him to do. Right. Okay, well, that's not the point of your relationship with God. Yeah. The, the point of the relationship is to have that intimacy and ultimately he created you for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And the purpose is relationship and the purpose is so much more and so much deeper and so if you feel like you're having an issue in your relationship with God, then allow him to reveal to you what the issue is and how to, uh, how to confront that sure. and, and overcome that with him. Yeah, and just as we end this week, I would encourage you to ask yourselves, do I enjoy relationship with Jesus? And then reevaluate from there. Yeah, and, and there's going to be highs and lows in any relationship. Sure. Because you're human. Do they talk about the honeymoon phase in yeah. relationships when you first start dating somebody? It's like yeah. all you want to do is be with them. And then we hit a point where it's kind of like, ooh, like now I need yeah. some time apart. Yeah. Like the, that's just how it works. The feelings come and go. But, sure. you know, as, as much as, yeah, as, as much as you want to be with Jesus when you feel like you want to be with Jesus, I encourage you to, uh, you know, develop that desire and that passion and build a foundation on the word and, and God's character so that when the desire and the passion kind of fades or you feel like maybe you're just in a place where you're just not feeling it as much emotionally, that doesn't change who God is. Right. And it doesn't change that you should still be in intimate relationship with him. Yeah. So, you know, figure out what it looks like even when you don't feel it. What does it look like to still pursue it? Yeah. Well, guys, hey, thank you so much for for listening to what we have to say and we love you guys a lot i like i know i say that but i feel like it's hard to communicate over a podcast like how much it means to me that you guys would take a little bit of time and listen to this um i can't tell who listens so if you listen even if you didn't enjoy it man the fact that you listen thank you for listening but man i would love to know who you are because that means a whole lot to me so thank you from the bottom of my heart it does yeah. it means a lot to yeah me. and and let us know what what you want to hear about you know as far yeah, as topics sure. or scriptures or Shoot us a text, call us on the flip phone, just, uh, you know, check us out, and, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we love you guys. We'll see you soon. Peace.